Welcome to the Today is the Day podcast, where we take a deep dive into popular health topics and empower you to make informed, evidence-based decisions. We offer practical tools and strategies so you can easily integrate what you learn into your everyday habits. And today is the day we're coming back for two bite-sized episodes between seasons to share a taste of our brand new course, Everyday Herbal. This is the first of our bonus mini-sodes, and today we're sharing our favorite ways to integrate herbal remedies into everyday cooking and everyday living. We'll be covering how to take your broth to the next level, Megan's secret to an extra super-powered smoothie and elixir, what is a tincture, how to integrate tinctures into everyday life, and powerful ways to increase nutrition and flavor your salads. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Megan Telpner, a nutritionist, two-time bestselling author, and founder of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, where we offer a 14-week certification program in culinary nutrition. I'm also the co-creator of a brand new course that is just launching with the Academy of Culinary Nutrition called Everyday Herbal. My co-herbal medicine enthusiast for this course, this podcast, and this sweet life is the one and only Josh Catalis. Thanks, Megan. Hi, everyone. I'm a clinical nutritionist and functional medicine practitioner with a clinic in downtown Toronto. I'm also the founder of the Functional Nutrition Certification Program and an instructor with the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. Josh and I have been using herbal medicine in our own lives for over 10 years. It is one of the most powerful contributors to our health and something we've managed to make effortlessly part of our everyday living. We realize that this is a piece of the puzzle missing for a lot of people. We know about herbal remedies like tinctures or medicinal teas or even standalone superpowers like medicinal mushrooms or echinacea, but have no idea how to use them to make them part of everyday health and our daily cooking practices. So we get into all of this in great detail in our new course, Everyday Herbal. So be sure to head over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash herbal to learn more and register. There is truly no course like this. Today, we want to share some of our favorite ways to integrate herbal remedies into our diet. But first, just a quick point on why herbs are so powerful. And essentially, what they are is nature's way of concentrating certain components and certain elements to really give you a nice dose of them to do whatever, right? So, you know, sometimes they speed up processes, sometimes they slow down processes, sometimes they stimulate processes. Sometimes they're more soothing to the nervous system, to our skin. They have many different functions, but it's a much more concentrated form than we might get through food. And we didn't actually learn too much about herbal medicine in nutrition school. It was once we graduated, a couple years later, when I'd finally persuaded you to, you know, be my boyfriend. And you had gone off and done. It was like immediately after I chased you for two years, immediately after you then took off. Absolutely. I went to the United Plant Savers for an herbal medicine internship program. And the coolest part about that, I still remember, was seeing, feeling, touching the herbs and working with them because we had sort of a basic level herbal class in school. And there were just names. They were just weird names. It was like a different language. But then once you started to actually work with them, it was a whole other can of worms. Yeah. And I remember you were there. And as I just mentioned, we just started dating. And I came down to visit you in Ohio. And your passion for this was just infectious. And we had like dates where we put on these gloves and went and harvested nettles and made our own tinctures. And so for me, there's always been a little bit of like actually a romance 
around herbal medicine because you were so like lit up by all this knowledge and experience you were gaining. And since then, herbal remedies have been part of our lives individually. And as we've come together, raising our son have become part of the nutrition that we offer to him as well. Absolutely. Well, I always knew the ladies were into herbs, so that's why I got into it. (laughs) So we're going to share with you a few ways how you can use it in your everyday life. And the first way that we've really grown to use on a regular basis is in broths. You know, the whole bone broth and even vegetable broth craze has skyrocketed and everyone's making broths. Now, obviously, you kind of start, if you're making a bone broth, you start with the bones. And then depending on what recipe you're following, you might put some vegetables in, you might put a few culinary herbs in. But there's some other things that we like to add that really add an awesome boost. Yeah. So when we make our broth, we either do it in a large pot or more often now, because we're not home all day to watch it simmer for 12 hours, is we put it in the slow cooker. So in addition to the bones, and again, if you're doing it with vegetables, you're just using vegetables, but then we're adding in one of our favorite things to add in is medicinal mushrooms. So I'll put in a little bit of reishi and shaga, which both have immune modulating benefit. And oftentimes we're drinking broths when we are sick to help boost our immune system. They're great to have as a preventative. So adding in those medicinal mushrooms like shaga, and when I say a little bit, I would put in, I don't know, maybe two tablespoons up to a quarter cup, a few slices of dried reishi, not so much that it's going to negatively impact the taste because they do have a bitter taste, but enough that you will see the color. They will darken, it will darken the broth. And I think those two words, little bit, is a key distinguisher here because you're not making a medicinal decoction, something else that we talk in our our course about, but you're just making a soup, right? And you don't want to wreck the flavor of it. So we also throw some goji berries in there. You know, goji berries have been used in the Chinese medicine herbal discipline for many, many years, and they're in many formulas. Uh, And they're just an all-round body tonic. I mean, they have some tremendous benefits. They also, if you eat the goji berries, they have high amounts of lutein and zeaxanthin, which are really great for the eyes. And they give the, a really nice flavor to the broth as well. A little bit of sweetness, kind of a hint. Yeah. Two other herbs that come up a lot in our life, in our course, in almost every single episode of the Today's Day podcast is ginger and turmeric, which are two other herbs that aren't traditionally used in a bone broth or vegetable broth, but they add a tremendous amount of anti-inflammatory power, digestive aid, and a delicious rich flavor. And then finally, another one we'd like to add is a little bit of maca, which is an adaptogen. Uh, It helps you adapt to the stress of whatever you're dealing with. If you're sick, it's going to help boost the immune system a little bit. And it also, again, has a really nice flavor. So remember, not too much, just a little bit just to kind of spike up the broths, but not affect the flavor too much. Right. So I would put maybe two tablespoons to a quarter cup of sliced ginger, maybe two tablespoons of turmeric. And with maca, maybe just two teaspoons. You really don't want to overpower it. And because you are going to be cooking this broth for 12 to 24 hours, you're going to be getting the maximum benefit out of whatever you're adding to it. Absolutely. So Megan. Yes, Josh. You're one of the first people on the internet to do, and that's that's factual, a green smoothie cleanse ebook, was it? It was an ebook. It was like an ebook challenge. It was back in 2009. I I liked, I don't, was I actually one of the first? Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Okay, we're going to yeah. go with it. So one of the things, I don't even remember if we talked about this in that course, but it's definitely something that we do regularly, which is use herbal teas as the liquid base of our smoothies. Right, why use just water? Why use just water when you can amp it up? 
So you can do it either as just, you know, you brew a tea and then you just store it in your fridge and we'll brew up a big tea and keep it in a mason jar in our fridge. But you can also freeze that tea. If you make yourself a cup of tea and you've like left over in the pot, freeze it in an ice cube tray. So you have herbal ice cubes that you can add to your smoothie. And some of the herbs, well, one of the most common ones I use and that we use in our house all the time is nettle. This herb also comes up in our course because it's such a foundational nutritive herb. Absolutely. You can even eat nettle, which is so cool. Like first you want to blanch it a little bit because another name for nettle is stinging nettle. So you don't want it to sting all the way down, but you can eat it because it's so powerful with so many great nutrients. I actually have a recipe on my blog for nettle chips, like the same way you do kale chips. So we can link to that recipe in the show notes. Trailblazer, right? Trail, there. Trailblazer with my nettle chips. <laughs> I'm going to start. Although that, that hasn't really caught on yet. No, because it hurts <laughs> to harvest them. But so you can do a nettle tea, nettle and oat straw is a really great nutritive combo. Uh, peppermint is another one that peppermint, that's you refreshing. Know, and then if you made like a chocolate based shake, Mm-hmm. You're dealing with an after eight type of situation there. Peppermint and chaga is like one of my favorite things in the world. Yes. And you can make them strong herbal teas because they're obviously the flavor will be diluted by whatever herbs, whatever other foods you're adding into your smoothie. And another one, we talked about chaga when it came to broth, but a chaga vanilla decoction as the base of a smoothie is another really great way to get in those immune modulating herbs. And the reason I like to combine the vanilla is it just neutralizes, sweetens up, that medicinal mushroom tea. But whatever herbal tea you're using and loving, make a little bit of extra and save that to use as a base in your smoothie. Yeah. And in our herbal course, we go through so many different herbs and tell you the actions so you can get as creative as you feel you want to get uh, using different herbal teas as the base here, depending on what your need is and depending on what your health goal is. Yeah. And of course, we have an herbal index. So you can check out the whole list of herbs. We cover about 40 some of them we're talking about today. Some of them we, we obviously are not. But uh, And then we give the primary action and the secondary action because herbs do multiple things in the body. And so you want to look for the one where the primary action is addressing your need, but maybe the secondary action is also something else that you might need in your body. That's the beauty of herbs. They're so global in the way they work in the body. And I can, you know I can go into that for much longer, but I won't. Uh, and then the next way we can use herbs is using tinctures. What's a tincture, Josh? Now, for those of you who don't know, most times tinctures are an al- alcohol extract of an herb. They, you can use different substances to like do that. glycerin or even a vinegar. Exactly. But most of the time it's alcohol. And the beauty of these is they last so long. They've got an indefinite shelf life. Everyone has one of those little bottles from the plane ride they went on 30 years ago or their parents went on 30 years ago. You know, it doesn't go bad. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. Um, So they're always, you know, readily available. They don't go bad. And instead of just taking them right into our mouth, how most people usually take tinctures, you can add a couple squirts to a smoothie. You can add a couple squirts to an elixir or a tea or something to get a little extra medicinal benefit. Like the adaptogens are a really great group of herbs to kind of just have on hand in tincture form and just throw in your beverages. Yeah, we also like to add them to mocktails, which we demonstrate in the course, but you're making, and and you know, if you want to make it a cocktail, you can with the alcohol, but if we're talking about healing, we maybe don't want the full boozy effect. But uh, if you're doing a mocktail, say with like, I don't know, a fresh blueberry juice, a little bit of fizzy water, and then a tincture, a ginger tincture, or, mm. you know, you can add in, right into your drink. And then you're not taking it necessarily as a supplement, 
well, even though you are supplementing your diet, but it falls into sort of more of the dietary protocol. It's just part of what you're eating and how you make your drinks or your food. And traditionally, a very common way to have consumed herbs in a drink, like an aperitif. An aperitif. An aperitif, yeah. And then finally, Meg, what? Uh, how do we bring this into the kitchen and the way we cook? Yes. And so obviously, there's always going to be a culinary bend to what we do. And dips and dressings are one of my favorite, favorite, most delicious ways to bring herbs into the diet. But how? How? <laughs> that's, how our, that's what our son always says. Why? How? So the herb-infused oils is amazing. And you just chop up your favorite fresh herbs, preferably ones growing in your backyard or your window garden, and put them in an oil. And you just shake it up for a couple of weeks and then strain out the herbs. And you can do the same thing with a vinegar. So we love doing this with sage and rosemary and basil and oregano. And all of these herbs have really potent antimicrobial value, antifungal, anti, 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 anti. They're pro- goodness. What we love about them is that you're getting them in a different way. And oftentimes you sort of forget to even use them. Like you have these herbs, you forget to chop them up and add them to your salads or into your pastas or whatever you're cooking. So these herb infused oils is a really beautiful way to integrate those constituents, those healing powers into the diet. And of course, one of our favorite oils to make is a chili oil, which we love drizzling on pretty much everything. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're not applying this stuff, it's kind of useless. So just a, a quick summary on, on what we've brought forth here in this discussion is using it in broths. Okay, so throwing some herbs in your bone broth and your vegetable broth to kind of soup that up. Using instead of water in your smoothie, use actual teas that were, that help you with achieving whatever health goal it is, whether it's just tonifying or specific. Using some tinctures and drinks, various things like smoothies and elixirs. And then finally, bringing it into the kitchen with dips and dressings and and infusing some oils and vinegars and whatnot and having those ready. So those were just some quick and easy tips in this mini-sode to help you bring herbal medicine into your everyday life. Thank you so much for joining us and hope you'll give these quick tips a try. If you love this episode, have a passion for learning how you can integrate herbal remedies into your everyday cooking and living and want to learn how to make your own herbal remedies at home, head on over to culinarynutrition.com forward slash herbal. We have distilled our combined decades of study and practice down to what you need to know to start creating and using your own natural remedies and herbal applications straight away. And this is the herbal medicine we're sharing in our new course, Everyday Herbal. Knowledge is important, but applying it is truly where the power is. As I always say, the best way to get started is to get started. Take what you've learned and start applying it in your life. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.